You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, it's your turn to hit it. Morning. It's uh, Saturday morning, and uh, it's cold outside. A little frost on the pumpkin this morning. Oh, is your pumpkin frosty? It was frosty. I'm <laughs> you. I was going to wear gloves. The car it was. That I cold. did when I when I gassed up today. I put on the gloves and I put on the ski jacket. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I found yeah. my hat that I'd put away in the fall. It's it's frosty out there. A little nipply out there. I was saying a little nipply. We got a great show for you today. Really interesting show. We're going to talk about what it's like to buy a car online and what are your rights. So to talk about that will be Terry uh, O'Keefe from OMVIC and Stu Ralph from the North Toronto Auto Auction. Now, there's an interesting thing, a company that had to change its entire business plan because of COVID. Well, you want to continue on in business. Uh, listen, it's just the way I, we feel bad for restaurants. I mean, you can't eat inside, so they had to convert, you know, the outside space. Yes. And, and some had very little outside space. And, and, and thankfully, the city came to the... You know, to their help a bit. I mean, they gave them part of the sidewalk. They gave them part of the street, even. But now, because it's nipply, they got to take the street away because they got to make room for the yeah. snowplows. And who wants to get outside? That's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm supposed to go out tonight, and uh, we should laugh. It's that's actually a tragedy. It is, it really is. Now, the other thing we're going to talk about today is that we have a winner with the $1,000 contest for grocery giveaway. And we're going to tell you at the end of the show because that way you're going to listen to the end of the show. That's right. And <laughs> find out who won that $1,000. We have selected the winner, and um, that, that's good news. And we also, a little hint for you. I had a flu shot. I went out, and uh, first time we went out, they didn't have any flu shots for us. Uh, seniors are supposed to get extra heavy-duty flu shot. We didn't uh, get one. We stood in line, and what? the time they got to us, uh, it was over. So I went to the hospital. They gave me a flu shot, but they also gave me Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you take Tylenol before you take your flu shot, your arm is not going to get as sore as it would had you not done anything. Well, I found out after the fact when my arm was sore and I woke up in the middle of the night and yeah. I went, what the heck is that? And then realized it was the flu shot. Yeah, and you were saying you had a couple of days of... Uh... Yeah, and I felt kind of funky for a couple of days. And, uh, I, you know, because I think they mixed it up with the canine distemper. I think that's what I got <laughs> instead, you know. <laughs> Anyways, we're ready to take your calls if you it, want to call in. It's it made me feel rough. 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 one 740 That's 1-866-740-4740. Not bad for an old guy. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to the Director of Communications for OMVIC, Mr. Terry O'Keefe. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I have Alan Gelman here as my co-host and nobody in the studios because of COVID. So, um. I'm in the studio. Well, we're live in the studio, but we're doing a call in. I'm on uh, the other side of the glass they got here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Terry O'Keefe is with us and he is with OMVIC, which is the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council and they actually control the car business in Ontario. Terry, good morning. How are you? 
Great, guys. How are you both? Excellent. You control the car business, Dave said. Is that right? I I just heard that myself. <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> I, I think more patrol. We could. How about yeah. patrol? Do you like that one? That yeah. That's a, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> well, it's not. I have to tell you, it's not an easy job because you got over eight thousand problems out there. <laughs> it's all problems. Terry, uh, buying online is sort of becoming popular, where you don't actually see the car until it shows up, and you actually own the car until you don't want it. How does it? <laughs> you know, like, have you had problems with people buying online? No, no. It it, it is relatively new. Um, but you're absolutely right. There are dealers out there, existing dealers that, you know, with a big franchise that have adopted an online selling model in, in, in conjunction with, uh, you know, their, their, their bricks and mortar store, if I can put it that way. And mm-hmm. then you have other dealers, their primary model is strictly selling online. And uh, it, it's certainly growing. Um, we did a survey of consumers who purchased vehicles between uh, May and July, of course, when the pandemic was at its worst. Uh, and 8% of those consumers uh, purchased a vehicle without ever visiting a dealership. Is that legal? I, I thought the de- you had to go to the dealership to actually sign the documents. But now you can nope. do it online? Uh, no, you can, you can sign the e-sign documents. That, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, there is sometimes an issue. Some banks were uh, pushing back. They didn't want e-signatures on car contracts. I can tell you that OMVIC worked very hard uh, with the FCAC, the regulator of banks, uh, back when we were hearing this from our from our dealer uh, mm-hmm. uh, community that um, that some of the, some of the large financial institutions were were not accepting e-signatures on financial contracts. We worked with the FCAC, who who worked with the federal government and the banks uh, to try and alleviate that. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, online vehicle sales, particularly in light of the ongoing pandemic, uh, growing. Yeah, we um, we're actually buying a, a, a cottage, the first time for the family, and everything is e-signed. It's, it's DocuSign. You just click, 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 and it's a legal document. So I can't see why there would be an issue with cars. I can only see an issue if something went wrong with the cars. Uh, excuse me, guys. I don't know what what planet are you guys from. I'm just going to go online and and and, yeah. and and find a car and do it. You know, a buddy of mine a couple of years ago, he'd gotten divorced and he went online. To a dating service, okay? And, and all he did was have stories about how the people's faces he's looking at were totally misrepresented, okay? Um, you know, the, where the part, the picture obviously was 10 or 15 years or pounds ago, you know, things like that. Now, that's important. And now, I understand, Terry, if, if it's a new car, of course, it comes with a warranty and you're dealing with a reputable dealer. Uh, not a whole lot to worry about. But what about used cars? Do you not find this whole thing goes awry? I am so happy you asked that 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 question, Al. Uh, a lot of the dealers that have adopted this have voluntarily offered a refund policy. Well, you'd have uh, to. I mean, you know, because you're totally trusting the, that that picture of a car that may not even be the car that you're getting. Well, exactly. So they are voluntarily offering a refund or an exchange policy in some in some instances. Mm-hmm. And we, w- we would encourage a consumer who is considering buying a car, particularly a used car, sight unseen. If the dealership doesn't have that policy in place, request one. Mm. Request it that the dealer write it right on the contract. And it's up to the consumer and the dealer to decide what that's going to be, whether it's two days, three days, whatever it might be, and it's probably going to have a kilometer limit. Um, but request it, 
uh, because you're absolutely right. You're buying a vehicle sight unseen. You want to make sure that it's actually fit for your purpose. You want to make sure that it's as represented, that it doesn't have any issues that weren't uh, disclosed to you. And, uh, and so when buying a vehicle sight unseen, that's an important step consumers should consider to protect themselves. Oh, so that, that scratch down the side of the car must have been on the other side of the car from the picture. Uh, well, no, those are great points. And do you think that, and, and I would think that a reputable dealer would have no problem giving this type of warranty, would he? I, I completely agree. And many of, and, and as I say, as dealers are adopting this, they recognize consumers want that. They want to be able to trust the transaction. This is about building trust. Mm-hmm. And so if you can buy a vehicle online and know uh, that when it's delivered to your driveway, it's actually not what you thought it was, that you have a way to get you know, to give the vehicle back to the dealer. And if, if that exists, if that's written on the bill of sale, consumers can have trust in that transaction. Terry, what about the other way? Is there consumer fraud, like with uh, stolen identities? Uh, you know, you're not really the guy who's buying the car. He doesn't even know he's yeah. buying the car. Uh, and, and Dave, another excellent point. Since dealers have begun selling online product in the last, you know, six months particularly, we have seen dealerships being targeted by criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are buying vehicles uh, and using stolen ID, using fake ID, and having the vehicle delivered. And of course, they never make a payment on it. And then the car is gone, likely out of the country. And so OMBIC actually just this week um, released a, a, a six-page document right. to our dealer community, uh, best practices on how to protect yourself, how to verify your customer's ID, uh, and how to try and avoid fraud. But it is not easy. Some of these fraudsters are very, very clever. The ID that they're using is very, very good. And uh, dealers have to be extra careful when they are d- delivering. And and one of the simple things they can do is, you know, get the ask for the customers, obviously, their driver's license. Right. And if the customer says, you know, can we meet at the Tim Hortons to deliver the car? Well, why wouldn't you want to deliver it to their to the address to the on the house. driver's license? Right. And just make sure that that, you know, that it's just one more step you can do to try and protect yourself. But the dealers have they have to do those things. They have to verify that the driver's license number is real. MTO has an online tool that you can verify the driver's license. You want to verify employment. Uh, you actually want to call up the employer because you're turning over a car to someone who's never come into your dealership with, with ID they've provided to you through email. Terry, we're going to ask you to hold on for us to do a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. And I'll tell you a story about uh, a guy who bought a Chrysler. How do we know it's Terry? It's, it's a guy's got a mask on. How the heck would you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. I was just going through my notes. Um, I don't know if this is a true story, but it's it's a, a great rumor. Uh, apparently, this gentleman went into a new car store, got approved immediately for a new car, mm-hmm. came back the next day, picked up the new car, handshake, blah, 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 blah. Turns out when they send the paperwork in, it was all fraudulent, and the dealer lost the car. And we're talking forty to $50,000 worth of, uh, of losses here. Does that happen often, Terry? Um, I don't want to say it happens often, but yes, it does, and mm-hmm. it's happening more. Um, and it, and, uh, and it, we talked about buying online, and sometimes you, you don't actually even see the customer that's using the fake ID, but you're absolutely right. We, we're seeing an increase in people that are going, they're actually going into the dealership, and they're using fake ID, and this stuff is really, really good. 
and uh, getting financed, and obviously they're using they they're they're assuming someone's identity, right? And they're gone. And I actually know of a a dealership, and the finance manager at the dealership, he just had a bad feeling about this customer. There was just something not right, and it was a woman, and and this was just uh, a few weeks ago. And so he decided he would, he had all the information on the loan application. So he called the employer to verify that uh, she worked there. And the, the HR person said, yes, absolutely. She does. In fact, she's here now. Would you like to speak to her? And the, and the finance manager said, okay, and put her through. And it was not the person who was there to buy the car. Fascinating. Fascinating. And uh, so that little bit of due diligence by that dealer, just going with their spidey sense, Save them from losing fifty thousand dollars. Why do you Why do you think this big uptick is is because you know guys are finding out that it's easy to do, or is it just that more people are more desperate? No, I think this is organized crime. Okay, and I think it I think it has a lot to do with um, COVID. Mm-hmm. That uh, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> hey, we're all wearing masks. Sure, um, and uh, it, there's 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 a multitude of reasons for it, but it is it is increasing. You just did a uh, secret shopper. We did. We did some secret shopping, checking for all kinds of things, but predominantly all in-price advertising. Uh, In in Ontario, if a dealer advertises the price of a vehicle, uh, the price has to include all the dealer's fees and charges, except HSP and licensing. Um, uh, The the, the results were disappointing, but but better than the last time we did them. We uh, we went to Ottawa, visited... uh, 24 new car dealerships in the Ottawa area, and uh, 11 of them, uh, so 46%, tried to add uh, fees to their advertised prices. One was almost $6,000. Whoa. Wow. That was a big hit. Yes. And, and um, you know, that's, that's illegal. And it's not fair to the consumer, and it is not fair to the, all the dealers who do include all their fees. So best thing to do uh, is take a picture or bring the ad in, correct? You... you that's a great tip. Take a picture of the ad or a screenshot and make sure you keep it with you and understand that you have a right to it and that the only fees that should be added to the advertised price are HST licensing and the cost of any option that you decide you want to buy. How often does, and, the, the, does the excuse come back where it's like, well, that's not the same car, you know, and, and are they obliged to, pr- to pr- provide you with the same car at the same price? No, if, if that car has been sold, uh-huh. then then obviously the... Then, then they're they're not obligated, but we would also expect the dealer to take the advertisement down as soon as possible, right? So that there's not not a claim of bait and switch. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. Now, if people want to find out who's the good guys and bad guys. How do they do that? They can go to our website, omvic.ca, mm-hmm. and in the there's a there's a tab that says enforcement. If you want to see all the charges that have been laid, if you want to see discipline decisions, if you want to see the license appeal tribunal decisions, or you can simply go to the upper right corner of any web page and it says find a dealer or salesperson, and you can search for them there, and then scroll to the bottom of the information about the dealership or salesperson, and it'll tell you if there's been any enforcement action against them. And if people are green to buying a new car, you guys got some great videos there too, right? The Omvic Academy, it's specifically designed for first-time car buyers, new Canadians, and uh, great videos that explain things like all-in-price advertising, about exchange, like about buying a car when there's no cooling off period. If you decide to buy privately, how to go about doing that and protecting yourself because, of course, curbsiders have not taken a break during this pandemic. Definitely either. not. Terry, thank you for taking time. 
Always a pleasure, guys. You guys have a spectacular day. <laughs> well, how long were you waiting for that one, Mike? <laughs> Omvic.ca, right? Omvic.ca. Better than omvic.gc.ca. <laughs> Got to run. Take care, Terry. We'll get you back. Have uh, a great day, Terry. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, when we come back, we're going to do a quick call with uh, Stu Ralph from the North Toronto Auto Auctions. And then we promise the rest of the show is all yours, and we'll be answering your questions here on Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, I'm Dave Renninger. I'm with Alan Gelman today, and we're doing uh, our call-ins. So, you know, the net restaurants have been in the news for uh, as long as I can remember because their business model doesn't work if people can't go into the restaurants. But the auto auction business and any auction business is exactly the same. I mean, the idea of an auction is you go there, you touchy-feely, and uh, you bid on the product. Right. You have a look. It's on the stage. They drive it up. You have a look at it. Exactly. Right. So the auction had to reinvent itself so that it can function. And with us is Stu Ralph from the North Toronto Auto Auction. Stu, how did you reinvent the auction? Well, it was um, uh, the motherhood of invention was necessity. And uh, um, so it was really, um, uh, we stopped and thought we'd always been, had online bidding available on the vehicles. So what we did decided to do is make it um, 100% online, but with a little bit of a twist to it. So uh, we allow the public to come and preview the vehicles mm. in a controlled fashion. So once again, there's a sign-in process. So we have uh, contact tracing, um, that sort of thing. Of course, masks are required, et cetera. And then at the security gate, as we can control the number, and as the and as we went from phase one to phase two, we could allow a few more people in at a time uh, to preview the vehicles. So the process is really simple. They preview the vehicles, uh, go online, and please understand, uh, like uh, your uh, previous guest there from Momvik. Um, it's full disclosure. So we're, we're disclosing any of the sellers are disclosing transmission, engine, that sort of thing. And, uh, we really do take, uh, you know, we take a lot of photographs. Uh, some of our sellers, um, use uh, another company we have called Tire Kicker Inspections. Mm-hmm. And it's an app, um, that gives you a very, very detailed, uh, inspection report on the vehicles. So, with those tools in place, the confidence of the bidder is there. Now, to secure the whole thing, we've introduced the uh, return policy. Mm-hmm. So you have a 72-hour period from the time that you purchased the vehicle to bring it back. Okay. Um, well, that's great. Know. That's exactly what Terry was talking about the last time. I mean, because, that, you know, because some people, maybe you're too busy or live too far away and, and don't, you know, don't have all that time on their hands to actually come in, in person to look at the vehicle. They're depending on, you know, what the pictures are and what you're telling them, of course, what these reports are. I'm so glad, too, about the declarations. And, and for people that don't understand that, that means that if there's an issue with the car, the serious declaration, uh, serious issue like engine problem or transmission problem, things like that, or I guess if it was in a big accident as well, that has to be declared beforehand, correct, Stu? Absolutely. So there's a Carfax his, history report on every one of the vehicles that wow. we sell. Mm-hmm. So you the the accident history, the current issues are all 
uh, there. They're in the announcements. Now, to make it fun, because, I mean, the auction business is is always been built around that, um, you know, the ex- excitement of an auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is, and it's in our industry, we call it a postcard sale. So the pictures of the vehicles are flashed up onto the bidding platform that we use, and we bring in a live auctioneer. So he's doing the chant, he's mm-hmm. saying the announcements, he's, you know, anything that's uh, disclosed on the vehicles he's announcing, and then he starts his chant. And th- I got to tell you guys, it's, it's fantastic. Like the, the response that we've seen is, um, is incredible. Uh, the people have adopted this and it's, uh, for an older guy like me, it took me a little to get my head around the concept of buying online. But if you put the security in place and I don't like the car, uh, doesn't suit my style, um, for whatever the reason, you, you, you've got that time period to bring it back. Stu, how do you protect yourself from, from uh, identity theft? Well, it's simple. The car doesn't go anywhere until it's paid in full. Okay. And, and the, 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 the registration process is very simple. Um, and actually, because of um, the new business model that we're using, uh, we we also um, adopted a program where you can subscribe. So the registration process is very simple. You uh, we need your driver's license number, uh, and um, um, that's in order so that if you do buy a vehicle, we can transfer the vehicle into mm-hmm. your name right. and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, as I say, the car doesn't go anywhere until it's paid in full. So it's Visa uh, or it's MasterCard or it, uh, e-transfer? Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of people just use um, uh, electronic transfer these mm-hmm. days. Uh, once again, it's uh, it's a little bit different than the days of you know going and getting a certified check. You can still do all of that, but a lot of people just use the EFT, electronic uh, uh, funds transfer, and. Um, uh, it's a it, it's a different world. So, um, and as I was mentioning, because so many of our um, public people are repeat customers, mm. uh, we've introduced a subscription process. So, for one hundred twenty dollars a year, you get a user ID, password, you get access to uh, some um, auctions that aren't available to just the regular uh, uh, general public. And uh, so it's really um, talk about change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's it's been exciting. It really has. Well, speaking of certification, <laughs> you were talking about checks. But for people who are are new to this, have never done it this way, they do have to understand that they're buying the vehicle as is. Correct? There's these cars are not certified. And uh, once they do take possession of them, it's up to them to take it to the mechanic of their choice and get them certified. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. So, um, so uh, we have the Ministry of Transportation or uh, Service Ontario uh, available on auction days, and so if you purchase a vehicle, you can you can get a trip permit mm-hmm. and um, or a special permit, and that allows you to take that vehicle to your mechanic. Um, the only caveat there is some of the vehicles are sold uh, with an quote unquote unfit ownership doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the vehicle it simply means that it's a, a government vehicle 
and we don't want the vehicle um, leaving the property until it's transferred into your name. And um, um, so it's more of a liability thing than anything. Stu, else. do you see this as as the new norm? Is is this is this something that you could continue for even after COVID has passed? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's. Um, I think uh, prior to COVID, we were we had started to introduce. Um, our auction theater. So rather than driving the vehicles in, we would have auctions where where uh, you're sitting in the night in the auction lanes, but you're sitting in the auction lanes as opposed to standing and watching the cars drive through. Right. And with the televisions in the lanes, we're popping up the the photographs and so on. So we may introduce a little bit of that again down the road, but um, just from a sheer um, efficiency standpoint, um, driving the vehicles through the auction lanes isn't something that I don't see will be happening for but a while. Yet. Isn't part of the auction the excitement of uh, I'm I'm going to, I'm not going to let this guy beat me and and uh, you know there's this co- sort of competition that's back and well, forth. Well, that's still there, as Stu was saying. You know, yeah. you have the auctioneer there and he's doing his spiel and he's getting people riled up, right, he's, Stu? Exactly right. And so in, instead of a Instead of the um, anticipation of raising your hand or mm. motioning, you're clicking, and uh, you know all of a sudden it's a it, you know it's a hundred dollars and another hundred dollars <laughs> and another hundred dollars. And oh damn it, that Dave guy outbid me. Yeah, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, so um, yeah, the the thrill is still there. And, he and goes, even from even from a uh, a spectator standpoint, it's it, it's it's fun as well. And how how often does the does the public auction runs do? Well, we do a public auction once a month now. We used to do them every two weeks, right? But uh, so just once again, uh, controlling crowds um, and and doing that sort of thing, we've rolled it back. Now we do uh, in between. So next weekend, for example, we have a timed auction, mm-hmm. and uh, once again, people can come in, preview the vehicles. And then they've got from Friday at noon, and then the auction closes at Monday at noon. Three, two, one, we got to (laughs) go. All right, what's the website? How do people see what's up there? It's uh, NorthTorontoAuction.com, and uh, all you got to do is go to the homepage. It'll list the upcoming events, so you can register. Um, everything is there. So he's even got an airplane for sale. I have really? two. I have two. Yeah, two <laughs> twin-engine uh, Beechcraft King Air three fifty. There you go. Can you take him for a test flight? I guess not, eh? <laughs> no. You can spin the propeller. You can kick the tires. That's about it. Sue, thanks very much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Oh, I love you guys. Uh, hope to see you soon. Take All care. right. Take Bye-bye. care. Okay. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a whole lot of people online, and we're going to get to those calls right we're after this break. We're all yours. Yeah. <laughs> all righty, we're back, and we're going to be taking calls. Um, just a quick message from the CAA that they're introducing a $50 relief benefit for active auto policies, and uh, they've been voted one of the top uh, auto policies in the industry. Actually, I have four or five policies with them called MyPace. I know. You save so much money. I I saved a ton of money. I went from $5,000 down to about two. That's, a, that's great. I love it. Let's go to the phones. All right. We're going to go to talk to Bruce in Hamilton, who's driving a Honda CRV. Or do you drive a Honda CRV or are you thinking of buying one? What is it? No, I, I own it. It's an 06, and I'm just a liter and a half oil every day. Nothing on the ground. 
I don't know where it's going. I replaced the PCB valve. What can I do? Where am so I going? So half a liter, half a liter at when? How far do you go for half a liter? One and a half liters a day. Oh, wow. I'm, yeah. Smoke out the back? Do you not find it is not doesn't smoke when it when you're driving it? A little bit of smoke, not much. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like obviously if you if the PCV system is clear and the valve is working, there's really not a whole lot else there. I mean, all you can do is switch to a thicker oil. What kind of oil do you run in it now? Five twenty. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could bump it up. You could certainly go to a you know a, a five four a five. 550 perhaps or um, 550 yeah you can go to a thicker oil for sure that'll slow it down is I mean otherwise a, you're talking about a whole motor yeah but, but is this a high mileage car 245,000 K yeah it's unfortunate I mean normally they last a lot longer than that I mean I've got one with with uh, I've got an older one with with 200 K's and I don't use any oil in between changes at all so yeah now, it's mostly bulletproof so tell me something um, uh, frequent oil changes like if you change the oil a lot yeah, every second day. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, yeah. what you've got is stuck rings. Yeah, but you've what you what you're suffering from is stuck oil control rings. I'm sorry. You have stuck oil control rings on the piston. That's why it's burning the oil. Oh shit! Really? So I mean, that's a motor job or a new motor. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I hate to tell you this, but I think that's the only solution. Other than, is there a chemical you can put down the piston hole and sort of clean oh, they try up? to loosen them up? Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's, uh, it's a lost cause. It tries a little thicker oil. I mean, you can still buy STP or, you know, uh, viscosity enhancer, they call it, to yes. thicken it up. Uh, we used to call it honey in the business. You could try some of that, but uh, that's about it. Bruce, lots of luck with your car. Love you. Thank you. All right, take care. Thank you. That's a shame, you know, because... Uh, and those motors should last sometimes 500 cases. Well, exactly. But like you say, I mean, it had, you know, it, it, this is where if you take care of your car, it should take care of you. Yep. Um, so if you've got a, uh, any kind of car, you should change the oil regularly. Don't believe those extended um, intervals because what I find, too, is that people don't check anything underneath the hood. And uh, the cars... You can't. I bought a new Toyota, and you can't check the oil. You have to push a button on the dash mm -hmm. and wait tw 15 seconds while it electronically measures the oil level. Right, and half the time it's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's crazy. Even the transmission fluids you can't check. All right, we're going to go east along the uh, Queen Elizabeth Way and call Joe in Oakville. Joe has got a 15-passenger uh, van. That's a big one. Joe, are you there? We got Joe in Oakville. How are you, Joe? Uh, very good. Good. What kind of vehicle are you driving? It's a, a 2018 uh, GMC 15-passenger window van. Okay. Okay. And the uh, the steering is it's not comfortable. It's it's very stiff. Um, I've had it back to the dealer, and they put a steering box in it, mm -hmm. uh, but that didn't uh, do anything for the. The feeling of the steering. Well, it's a relatively new car. I, I, I don't know what else you'd feel wrong. So this is more than just road feel. You're talking about it takes two hands to, to actually steer it? Basically, yes. And, and, and I got it back from the dealer just last week, uh -huh. and I took it up to the parking lot, the go parking lot, and I drove it. I, I cranked it right around as sharp as it would go, and when you let go of the steering wheel, 
it will not straighten back out. The van just Something basically seized. keeps going around in circles. Well, you could have a seized ball joint. You could the uh, the other th- problem is the top of the. I mean, it's a newer car. I guess this is why people are getting stumped by it. Uh, you have the bearing plate on top of the mm-hmm. strut, which could be causing a problem. Uh, again, ball joints, tie rods could be bad. I had a car years ago that had a, a seized ball joint, and it made no noise, and it was a relatively new car. So we this is what what fooled us. Go ahead. Is there a front end specialist around in your area, like somebody that does just wheel alignments and front ends? Well, I've handed over to to the dealer, and they they've been quite good with me. He was quite sarcastic the first time, but anyway, yeah, um, he said they they have gone over it and over it. I don't know whether they took it out and drove it or not. He, uh, I can't uh, uh, dispute the man's word. Well, did he say that, you know, there, he feels that there is something wrong with yours, or is he, he's pushing you off and saying that they're all like that? No, he's saying there's nothing wrong with it. Hmm. Well, then what I would suggest is ask him if he's got another one on the lot, and just for comparison, drive it and see how it feels. And then you could say, listen, it, this is totally different than mine. Drive one, drive the other, and then you'll know for sure. And yeah, the other thing is... They don't have anything that big over there. Okay. At, the, at this dealership, dealership. Is this thing still under warranty? It, yeah, the, the warranty runs out in December. Okay. He said, don't worry about that. It's been an ongoing thing. We have looked at it. Uh, uh, and safety-wise, he says there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and, and I totally believe him. That there's, but there's some little thing that's not right with it. Well, I would, uh, you know what, make it a little stronger. Contact GM directly and ask to see the DSM, which is the district service manager. All right, you want to talk to him and you want to make an appointment with this guy who he's in charge of all the service in his district and let him drive the vehicle and see what his opinion is. Okay. All right, now if there is something wrong, that guy will get it done for you because that's his job. DSM, District Service Manager. So you, in other words, you're escalating it into a, a, a higher level of authority. Yes. I didn't know I, I had those I, words I in called, uh, I called the, the truck center in, on, uh, uh, on, in Toronto mm-hmm. and Mississauga, and uh, they never called me back. No. Contact GM directly, customer service, and you want, you want a DSM to visit you. They'll give you a date and a time to meet at the dealership. Alrighty, we got to run. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a big recall that Volkswagen has. 33,000 Jettas are being recalled. I can beat you. Toyota's got one for a million and a half. Oh, you're kidding. I got 125. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. We're back, and uh, due to our lack of budget, we don't have a drum roll, so all we can do is... <laughs> That's about it. Right. For the last number of weeks, if you went to the Dave's Corner Garage website and yep. applied there, you had a chance of winning a $1,000 gift certificate that you could buy groceries or whatever you want. You can and go for dinner. You can do anything you want. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we've got a winner. So I'm going to say what her, I'm going to give her name out right now. Yep. We are going to get in touch with her later in the week. The lady's name is Anna Contopides. You I hope I, Did I do it right? <laughs> Contopides. I it. Anna Contopides. Yeah, I'd give her a phone number, but I don't want everybody phoning her, eh? No, no problem. Uh, I'm very happy for you, Anna. And what will happen is Steve will get in touch with you on Monday when he decides to come back to work. And um, we'll get you the money out there by e-transfer. So it goes one, two, and 
Three. There you go. Easy to do. By the way, Volkswagen has a recall for a fire risk. Apparently, the injectors uh, aren't screwed in properly in the engines of a 2016 to 2018 Volkswagen Jetta, and the recall is taking care of uh, 33,000 vehicles. So wow. if you do get a uh, notice, I would do this one because the car could kind of poof on you. Right, or if you get a funny smell, uh, that would be your notice to get the heck exactly. out of the car. Yeah, And they have 125,000 Toyotas being recalled for fuel pumps. That's right. Yeah. They can stall. or I mean, not starting wouldn't be such a bad thing, I mean, yes. unless you really had to get somewhere. But stalling while you're on the road, that's horrible. I mean, you're sitting in an intersection waiting to make a left turn, and bingo, nothing there. Exactly. What do you got on rude drivers? <laughs> rude drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These were great sheets you gave us. Rudest drivers. There's a survey here by in, in, Incertify, I think it's yeah, called. Incertify. And um, I, I wondered, you know, we always joke about people not using their turn signals, you yes. know, other than to hang their... You always talk about that. Well, I do, because it bothers me. It's the same, like, the same thing with people sticking in the left lane, not moving over. Well, guess what? Um, I, I think it'd be easy for people to guess who the most... Or the rudest drivers on the road are, and by the way, it's the same people that don't use their turn signals. So that means it's the people who drive BMWs. Bring money with you. There you go. Then Break the, my windows. Now here's the question: They Bust broke my it, wallet. They broke it down. <laughs> the BMW four drivers are are even worse than the BMW seven. So I wonder why. <laughs> Because the fours are smaller and they, they can block you off. <laughs> and I, I and I guess the sevens are and and next to those are Audis, Audi five, A five is uh, is right up on the list. Now here's another one, Subaru WRX. Now that's a fast car, right? Exactly, I mean, rally car. So are, why are those people rude? Because they can be. I mean, <laughs> power corrupts. So in other words, they blow the doors off you, then they give you the finger. Is they that exact it? They tell you number one. Uh, by the way, Honda opened up a new website called www.honda.ca forward slash recalls. And uh, if you think your car has a recall, go to that website, punch in your VIN number, and any recalls on that vehicle will come up. So it's honda.ca forward slash recalls, and you can get all that information Lickety split. Yes, and if you're concerned, you know, if your car comes up, you probably got airbags if you haven't had them changed. Probably. They oh, need that to be never doing. stops. That airbag. No, I had them done three times in my car. Is that right? Yep. The Kata airbags. Yeah, they did them once, did them a second time, and then they said, "Oh, the ones we put in aren't no good either," so they had to come in the third time. So it's it's actually the worst uh, recall in, the, in automotive history. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you got the fastest or the, the fastest here. The people, oh, people get the most speeding tickets. Yes, I love that. Now, of course, we talked before about the Subaru WRX being, you know, a, a rude driver. Well, I guess they all drive too fast. I mean, if you're going to buy a sporty car, this is where you know you, you kind of wonder if you're going to buy a car that'll blow the doors off everything. You got to watch because the people, the cops are going to be looking for you, aren't they? Exactly. Yep. And especially, you know, some of these things look funny because they got the big wing on the back. You it's like, it's not like you, can, you can't hide in a car like that, okay? <laughs> especially if it's purple and it's got a big wing on the top. And, uh, and then, of course, you got Volkswagen GTIs. I guess these people driving rabbits that think that uh, they want to hop like a bunny. And uh, one of your G37s. I, I, my wife had one of those. I, actually, I think. Yeah. No, did she get a speeding ticket? I don't know. No, I don't know. She didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> when I see her next, I'll ask. <laughs> yeah, but these are all hot cars. I'm, I'm guessing people buy hot cars because they want to drive fast, but uh, people don't realize that if you're... How fast over the limit before they take the car away from you? 15, I think it is. 15? Oh, 50 if they uh, take it away. They take it 15, away. 15, you get a ticket. Well, for sure, absolutely. But 50, you lose the car. Yeah. They tow it away and... Uh, it's 4500 bucks right there. Wow. How come it's so much money? Storage. 
Wow. And so and towing is it's an easy five thousand dollar bill. Right, 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 right. Interesting. So uh this last thing we're gonna talk about is used car values. Because money is cheap right now, but it is affected by COVID. People aren't working. There's a lot of unemployment. Used car values are soaring. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealerships are having trouble getting used cars on their lots. Right. Uh, they're willing to make better deals on new cars because they're still available. But there's a shortage on certain models because, again, COVID manufacturers weren't. Uh, exactly. So- we had our friend on from Young Steels, and he said, you can't forget about the color. Yep. All Just right. want to thank one. Stu Rall from North Toronto Auction. want to thank Terry O'Keefe from Omvic. If you've got any questions, go to their websites and you can find out everything there is to know. Thanks, Carlos, for helping us out today. Dave, it's a pleasure seeing you in the studio. Yes, nice to be here. <laughs> Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. We'll be back here next week. Bye-bye, Bye. everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.